This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out today, see what I've done for others, and see what I can do for you at DrawYouPicture.com. 90% of everything we make there goes to missions and to charities. Also brought to you by your mom. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. We don't have much in common, just our kids and our age. I hope we get along fine, and that's what I'm impressed with. So join us for our podcast every week. Geek Loves Nerd. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm James. Welcome to Geek Loves Nerd. Where we're trying to find something in common since 1996. Uh, this is show 81, brought to you the week of July 30th, 2011. And my name is James, and uh, that lady over there is uh, Jennifer. She is my my wife, and she's awesome. Welcome back to the show, Jen. Thanks. Where have you been? I've been here. Oh. You just have been, haven't been having a show, yeah, so I haven't been we on have, it. We haven't done an explicit answers for quite a while, because we, we cut from Geek Loves Nerd. Mm-hmm. And then we did those for a while. Now we're back. We haven't done a, G- a GLN since May 16th, 2010. Wow. Yeah, that's over a year. We didn't even live in this house the last time we did one. Oh, I know. We were at the beginning of our future. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And now we're here in the future. Woo! I have a jetpack. Do you? No, yeah. you don't. So uh, welcome back, everybody, to the show. I hope you're excited that GLN is back with a vengeance. And uh, we're going to bring a little bit of explicit answers back with us. But uh, for the most part, we're just going to talk about our life and all the wonderful things that happen in it. So I hope you enjoy that. hope you enjoy it. Because if not... The show is not for you. Who is it for then? It's for the devil. It's for us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, it's time for uh, a little bit of this weekly updates. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Why did you roll your eyes? <laughs> because the the sound of screaming children and mama just stresses me out immediately, <laughs> even year, if it's not my kid. A year ago, the crying one was the key one. Mm. Now it's the mama, mama, mama. Oh my gosh, mama, oh. mama. Mama, look. Yeah. Look, I found a piece of paper on the ground. Look. <laughs> Mama, there's something insignificant about what I'm doing with my life. Uh, please pay attention to it. Give me self-esteem. <laughs> I finally found a toy to play with, but I've only been playing with it two minutes, and I want you to look at what I have made. Suddenly I need you involved in everything I'm doing. Look here. It's Tinker Toys. Even though you were a child, you used to play with Tinker Toys for six hours straight. It is now time for you to see that I have made a lollipop. <laughs> And now my lollipop's a gun. <laughs> oh, goodness. And now I want you to play with me. So, I don't know, man. Is it just our kids or is it every child? I, I don't know. Some people have, like, some people have kids that sleep in. Mm. We don't have that. And I don't know how they got one of those. So I know. I, I think we just got the bad end. Yeah, we did. We just got these high-needs kids. Uh. Well, they should... say good parents get bad kids. Mm. Like, from God. So it means we're good parents because oh, we got good. rough children. We do. They're rough and tumble. The baddest thing they do is 
they can't play for five minutes by themselves. They cannot be left alone. So anyway, weekly update time. Um, Jen, do you want to go first or do you want me to start? I think you should start. Okay, great. Um, this one I'm going to share on, on uh, Nobody's Listening, but since it's our premiere restarting, rebooting of the show, I figured I'd share a little something-something from uh, outside our immediate family. At church the other day on Wednesday night, we had a, uh, an, uh, a water slide. Uh, a water park, for lack of a better word, set up at the church for all the kids to come out and play on. We had two water slides and a, you know, one of those what a, a slip and slide with a pool at the mm-hmm. end that they could slide down into, and it was really awesome. The kids were having a blast, and I, I every kid wanted to race me, and so after I did that, I had to go sit down because I was surely going to die uh, <laughs> from the physical yes, activity. Racing six year olds, yeah. So, um, and I even raced you. But, you did. And, and but I you cheated. didn't cheat at you all. Cheated. You cheated immediately, and I was taking it very seriously, and you just cheated. Yeah, that's why I had to cheat, because you were too serious. <laughs> I was ready. Basically, we, d- d- I was going to lose, but I was serious. We had two lanes of, a, of an inflatable slip and slide, and I just decided as soon as we got, I had a sudden burst of speed and, and kind of cut her off and went down her lane. <laughs> it wasn't cool at all. It was awesome. I was not amused. And I won, even when we didn't cheat. But anyway, point is, um, the kids were having a blast. I was sitting chilling on the uh, bleachers, and all of a sudden, a little girl comes up to me with her hand <laughs> cupped, like she was holding a tiny baby bird or something, and she goes, Pastor James, what, honey? I puked. I threw up. And I look in her hand, and she has every bit of the vomit. <laughs> She, <laughs> she brought threw, it to uh, you. She brought it to me <laughs> in her little cupped hand, and Jen was there. She saw it. Yeah. And what did I do? I responded. You sent her to me. I, <laughs> I sent her away almost violently. I was like, "Go, away, go, put Jen. Tell her to put it in the grass." That's what I did, and then I had her wipe it on her own towel. Oh, so nasty. what else do we do? I didn't want to wipe it on my towel. No, I, that's better. But I just, oh, mm-hmm. I'm okay when pe- you know when the kids throw up and stuff. I can kind of help them. No, and, really, you're not okay, very helpful. I'm not good at all. No, you're not. I, when I have to be, I am, but because I didn't I really dance. blank at the uh, really like, not that much. She I mean, presented it to me. I know, but that's when you just say, "Go get rid of that <laughs> quickly." <laughs> you're just ha- you're talking to someone whose whose son puked down her shirt. Yeah, that's true. In a restaurant after we, thank goodness it was after we had eaten, Ugh. and I had to sit for a thirty minute car ride home uh. with puke in my clothes. <laughs> Inside of my clothes. Because uh, you bring changes of clothes for the children, but you don't think to bring changes of clothes um, for yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I know you're Iron Woman, and mm-hmm. you, you could swim and puke and eat it and, and drink mm. it, And um, but I can't. <laughs> I do think it's funny that she kept it for you. <laughs> she brought it to me. And then we, you know, and the good, like the good thing to do is, being chilly. is to tell her parents that she got sick and I forgot. I forgot to tell them too. Oh well. Well, there was. Here's the thing. Here's my main it thing. It seemed like it didn't seem like she was sick. Sick. It just right. seemed like she, like had, she just like, jostled it around yeah. a little bit. And, oh, oh. But yeah. here's my thing, and this goes out to all six year olds across the world. If you come up and tell me you've puked, I will believe you. I do not need physical <laughs> you evidence. Don't need proof. <laughs> I will treat you. You do not need to keep any of it. With more compassion if you just come and tell me <laughs> yeah. than if you come and show me. 
Okay. But that isn't confined to just six-year-olds. No. Any age. But, any age you need to come I'm tell. I'm just thinking uh, not much above six, people would kind of assume that. That's mm-hmm. why I was really targeting the six-year-old di- uh, our six-year-old listeners, mm-hmm. all of them. There's some. Oh, yeah, sure. There's probably not any. So what do you have to uh, warm up the old podcast? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Welcome back to the show. Um. Welcome back to No Weekly. <laughs> the I cleaned the garage this weekend. That is such bull. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, our garage is clean. That's what I meant to say. Uh-huh. It's really nice. Uh-huh. Like the kids were riding their bikes in it. That's how clean it is. Wow. Yeah, that was nice of you to do that. And it's a big deal here in Florida to have a clean garage because most people don't because nobody no. has basements to put their stuff in. That's true. And people have lived in the same house for thirty odd years, mm-hmm. and so their their garage door is filled to the windows. It is like solid. Like most people, it isn't just that one weird pack rat. It's everybody. Like there's not even a trail from the door to the garage, like in most garages. There mm-hmm. is literally, you have to go around, open the door, the garage door to get stuff, close it, go back in your house, and then approach it from the other side. Is it really that bad? I don't think so. A lot of folks, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's hideous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like Jenga Ours, and, and Tetris. Ours is awesome, though. Yeah. Ours is clean. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for cleaning that for us. I really worked hard. And I really spent a lot of time vacuuming the floors. That really helped it (sighs) be. Yeah. I'm going to interpret everything you're saying as pure love. Okay. For me. (laughs) That you secretly love that I did that. And you can't say it. I absolutely do love that you cleaned the garage. (laughs) Good, because you're sleeping out there tonight. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, let's move into some news real quick. Um, do you know that now that we're doing shows again, you can sponsor an episode of Geek Loves Nerd for only five bucks, and ninety percent of everything you give goes uh, to missions and AKA uh, charity to help kids all over the world. Uh, things like water and school supplies and uh, literature and food and things like that. And that's what we're doing. That's what we feel God's called us to do: to give ninety percent of everything you give to us. Uh, to uh, foreign missions. So help us out. You can find out more information at geeklovesnerd.com as soon as I update the website from May 2010. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can go to uh, nlcast.com slash kids to find out more information about what we're calling On the Air for Kids. It's awesome. Okay, so our main topic today is one that has um, really caused quite a stir in the Kennison household lately. It's rocked our world. It has rocked several worlds, um, and they're all devastated. But today we're going to come together in a forum that no one can get hot-headed about. And we're going to talk about what is supposed to be the most relaxing thing that a family can do together, but often is not. And that is vacation. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I wish I had the doom sound from, uh, from my other podcast, but that's okay. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about vacation. Jen, can you tell the people what vacation looks like to you? Vacation is having the most fun in the least amount of time as possible. Yeah, it's about jam cramming as much effort into enjoying every second of every moment. And my whole goal. Imperfection to where that by the time you're done having fun, you are dead. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you're dead. This is Jen's example. No this is what fun. a vibe vacation looks like to Jen. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. We've got downtime. Oh no.
Okay, so let's talk about your okay. favorite vacation. My favorite vacation. It's to already be dead. <laughs> it's to just it's to lay play there. dead, yes. Just lay there. Oh, uh, I'm dead. Nobody cares what I do now. Uh, I will lay here and be dead. I will sleep a lot, and then I'll wake up, eat something, mm-hmm. ah, sleep some more, mm-hmm. get up, watch a movie, take a leisurely stroll around um, a the store. Kitchen. Yeah, well, I, I like going and looking at stuff, oh, you know, okay. leisurely. To me, vacations are about leisure. To Jen, vacations are about working harder than you really work in real life to have fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the issue we're having. And so now, uh, Jen starts talking the other day about this vacation that we're going to go on. I was like, oh, really? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you got a vacation plan. It was an idea. It it was a plan, people. It was was not a plan. Jen's been saving money. It's all secretly. Yeah, but I don't have near enough. That money's for our anniversary. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. You were saving money. You had a, a plan. I do have money. A plan saved. is an idea with money. It is a little bit of money. <laughs> if you have no money, it's just a dream. Mm. An idea turns into a dream. Well, there's only about a half enough money to But a plan, a P L A N is mm. what you had. Jen's plan is for us to go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, because we live near it. And and she wants the kids to go, and, and we're going to have a wonderful time. It'll be magical. Magical time. Fighting crowds, standing in line, being no, hot. No, we were going to skip the crowds. How are we going to do that? Go in September. Oh, that's right. We used to go in September back in the day. And that is the best time to go. It is. It's right before the Europeans take over. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no offense to you guys. I love you. But um, you do take over Disney World. We don't want a vacation with you. For like two weeks out of... Uh, out of uh, October, yeah, um, and and it's not specifically you; it's just the, the numbers of you that mm-hmm. come. So, you know, I'm glad you get to come because I was in Ireland a couple weeks ago, and there ain't a whole lot to do. Um, I don't think there's a single roller coaster in Ireland in the whole country. It, yeah, the country is the size of half of Georgia. Okay, so oh, wow, yeah, it's two hours across. There ain't a whole lot of room for theme parks, but I did go to Trebolgan. So if you've been to Trevolgan, hit me up. Let me know because I was there. It's in Cork. Okay. Jen, have you ever been? No. <laughs> no, I didn't go. I stayed here while you. That's that's <sighs> why you don't want a vacation. That's you don't want to dance. Such a great time. You got to just go all over the place and just rest. And then I got to get up and do children's ministry in the evenings. And, and then, then you went back to sleep. Then I'd wait, stay up to like three in the morning on the computer, and then sleep. Until like four in the and afternoon. You never sent me a single email. What? You I, never, I got I got on Skype with I you. I know, but you were on the computer for three hours, and you never sent me an email. I was on a computer that didn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Dang, that's a little so bit. quick to spank spank me. Mm, sorry. Anyway, uh, and, and 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 plus, we're in Ireland. The rules are different. <laughs> no emails required. All of a sudden, I mean, they don't prepare you for this in in husband class when you go to Ireland. You have to email your wife a certain amount of time. There's no Irish rules Mm. about that. So anyway, point being, we've got to work something out right here, right now. I had a wonderful idea, this wonderful in-between idea, because I do like leisure, Mm -hmm. and I don't mind sacrificing my soul to the Disney gods Mm -hmm. and uh, for for the betterment of my children. Um. I don't. I'm not real happy on going before they finish 
because they're working on what uh, Fantasy Land. They're doing like a whole cool stuff with Cinder. I mean, uh, Darth Beauty. Yeah, Darth. Um, wow, Sleeping Beauty. Not Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. There's going to be a mine car type ride, and then there's going to be uh, Beauty and the Beast stuff, and a castle, and and all these different things. Uh, I don't want to go before that's done. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Um, and and uh, so anyway, what I I'll just get to the point. What I was suggested to my wife is um, let's go camping. And um, and not camping in tents, but you know, in a in a sleeper camper, like a pop up camper, mm-hmm. at Fort Wilderness, mm-hmm. where they have campsites, and but it's still Disney property, and you can get trams and stuff back and forth. You get benefit of the campground and the whole thing. Um, and and there was some misunderstanding there. So t- can you tell the folks and tell me what the misunderstanding well, was? Because I, I said that pretty clearly, and then you heard something different, like, let's put a live Wolverine in the camper <laughs> and have it chew on us the entire time. Well, one of the things that kind of bothered me about that is we don't actually own that a camper. That is a small <laughs> and trivial thing. So that would mean buying a camper. That is nothing a few thousand dollars will fix. <laughs> Which was a lot more than our vacation budget. Yeah, that's true. But see, I didn't realize that. I thought we had thousands set aside. Thousands? Where would we come up with these You know thousands? how much money we have? Zero. Do, no. Do you know how much money I think we have? How much do you think we have? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Take a guess. I don't want to tell people well, on the no, damn show. I know, but all right, we'll guess later. Yeah. I, I, we'll I, guess off air. I base everything I know about our finances. I just give you the money, and then you make it do things. Mm-hmm. Like you turn it into electricity for our house. <laughs> Actually, the electric company does. But well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. This is you stop. can't argue with my point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is okay. the way I see. You turn it into food, mm-hmm. uh, Cheerios and stuff like that. And um, every now and then you turn it into chocolate Oreo ice cream, which is mm-hmm. really really good, by the way. So uh, I don't know. I I I figured we could. I here's what I thought. I thought we we're going to spend a lot of money on hotel. So maybe we could take that money on hotel and put it into a camper. Mm. That's what I was thinking because I was like, you know, I don't know how much a hotel is. What, one hundred fifty bucks a night or something like that? No, like sixty. Oh, see, that For really hurts season. the camper budget <laughs> yeah, <does>. a lot. <laughs> but, well, so my, my camper is going to be made out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 70 times 3 $200 for a camper. Hey, anybody want to sell us a really nice camper with a pop-up camper with air conditioning, inside toilet shower, and a slide out for 200 bucks? Give me a call. And it still costs like 40 bucks a night. I to just camp got there. my wife to agree <laughs> no. to a $200 budget. <laughs> On the air. <laughs> so if, you, if you've if you got the camper, mm. but no mice are allowed to live in your camper right now. That's true. Uh, so so apparently, you know, Jen got really caught up on the financial parts. I thought I had the perfect resolution because I was really in love with the idea of the leisure part of camping and be able to cook our food outside and take nature walks. And Jen really likes that kind of stuff, too. She likes nature walks. I do like nature walks. And, 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 and so... I don't know about cooking outside. But. I mean, those of you that have listened to our show know that Jen and I are like complete opposites on everything, and we really struggle to try to find that common ground. And usually there is none. We just have to compromise all over the place. Um, but I thought I'd found the perfect... Blending, you know, because I could go to the theme parks and stuff, but then I could subject them to my dream as well. 
and uh, the kids wouldn't care because they're just like, yay, we're doing stuff and we're it's all about camping. us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know that, that it really worked out the way I intended. So she, she seemed offended. <laughs> I and, and so I delved I deep. I wanted to stay in a hotel, I, I not delved, a camper. I delved a little deeper and I found the true story. Apparently, Jen, um, when she was a child, had a negative experience with camping. <laughs> I had many negative experiences with camping. Has anybody ever had a positive experience with camping? No. Yeah. I just want to, I'm wondering. Only heard, if they don't actually have to camp. <laughs> that's what I heard a, a guy on the, on the YouTube, a stand-up comedian, I can't tell you who he is, but he was talking about the phrase happy camper. So is there anybody that's really a happy camper? <laughs> he says the guy pulling out of the of the campground, that's the happy camper because he's going to sleep in his own bed tonight. This is so true. But um yeah, we camped as intense and stuff, but that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to sleep in a tent. I want to sleep in a camper up on a bed with um with air conditioning mm-hmm. and and nets to keep the the mosquitoes out. There's a really cool thing called a hotel room that yeah, also does the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if it does. No, it, it does, but it's just not the same. I don't know. No. So so what are we going to do? What are we going to do about our vacation? Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's, here's what I want to put out there to our listeners, all five of you. Um, what, do you what do you do for your vacation? I know some people, like our, our boss, my boss, He's got his family packed up, and they're out in uh, Arizona right now in mm-hmm. Phoenix. And uh, they had a thing they were going to, but then they, you know, like for business. But then they they added a few days on, and they're going. I mean, they were in like a little plane doing a little tour, and they're going to the Grand Canyon and uh, doing all that kind of stuff. What it, what do you guys do out there for vacation? Because I'm going to be honest with you, the only thing we've ever done vacation wise, pretty much. I mean, there's been a couple of exceptions, but the rule has been theme parks. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm a lot older than my wife. I'm ready to slow down in my older years. I'm creeping up on forty. My, there's there's always the beach. I'm turning thirty. You know how much I hate the beach more than Disney World. More than tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. We we live right at the beach. I need. Uh, don't get me started on the beach. White water rafting. With our children? <laughs> sure, why not? Yay! They can wear life jackets. <laughs> I don't really think of the danger factor there. I don't know. So so what do you guys do on your vacations? You know, Jen and I did go out one time um, to North Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> to Clinton. <laughs> was that what it was? No. Clinton? Um, Clayton? Oh, you just messed me up. We went to Dillon. Dillon. We went to somewhere else. I and can't we went remember. to someplace in Arkansas one time, and that was like, <laughs> we saw a bear. <laughs> Nothing's worse than but, trying to vacation local in Kansas City. Yeah. But, but we went in North Georgia and uh, saw some, you know, we rode a horse. We rode horses. You enjoyed that a lot. Can we no, do that instead of Disney? My horse was evil. <laughs> Your horse, like it went up on two feet. My horse was in denial about being a horse. <laughs> he wanted to be a stallion, he did. wild and I free. I look over and James is in the air. His horse is up <laughs> on two legs. It's kicking. It's mad. Mad. I don't know what you did to that horse. I just. I was just there. I was the slow. I had the slowest horse. Ever. I was living proof that he was not free. <laughs> you are not his friend. Oh. <laughs> He was also a fair bit shorter than the other horses. He was a big horse. He was. But he was short and stocky. Really? Because when we got in the lake or in the river, 
It was mm-hmm. that was we paid extra to walk our horses <laughs> in this dumb river. Everybody else is high and dry. I'm I'm wet up to my knees. <laughs> I think your horse just tried to get adventurous. My horse just took a little dip. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, you thought this feels good on my belly. Mm. Anyway, so. that was the best. Um, Accommodations we've ever had, probably. Oh, we were so rich back then. No, we, in, we weren't rich oh, back then. How did but we do it? We stayed in a bed and breakfast. We stayed, and then we rented a, a chateau. We were supposed to stay in a hotel. It was like off season or something, and we we're supposed to stay in the hotel that owned the chateau or chalet, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. And uh, they happened to have it open, so they let us stay in it for like three nights instead of the one night we were going to stay at the hotel cost or something. But yeah, yeah. you get up out of your bed, and you go over, and there was a hot tub in the next room. There was a hot tub room. Yeah. It was a giant. Like, we could have had the kids in that. We didn't have kids It was then, upstairs but. and downstairs. It had a full kitchen. It was so nice. You know what else is nice? A pop-up camper. We should stay there. We should just go to North Georgia and stay in a chalet. Really? Yeah. And do what? Go whitewater rafting. <laughs> and horseback riding. <laughs> and uh, eat. I don't know. I, I think we'd ha- be hard-pressed for stuff to do. Yeah, that's the problem with those kind of old people vacations. But if we, if we had a pop-up camper mm-hmm. and we went to Fort Wilderness, okay, um, then we could, you know, have, there's swimming holes and pools and, mm-hmm. and restaurants and, and trails and all that. Then there's the theme parks. But here's my thing. If we had a pop-up camper, mm-hmm. we would be able to take small mini vacays mm-hmm. throughout the year, extended weekends and stuff, mm-hmm. and be able to just do little things. And it would take all the pressure off of us having to cram all our fun into one four-day period. You see what I'm saying? I think that's the thing is we work really, really hard all year. We do. Mm-hmm. We have very little downtime. And so we – put so much pressure on that week of vacation to fulfill us and recharge us for the end that we end up not, we end up doing the opposite of that. And so my, my suggestion is let's find something. Let's, let's take the time and let's find some cheap way to get away here and there mm-hmm. with the kids. And sometimes God forbid without them. I'm all for the vacation without the kids. Mm. Let's go. Okay, I think they're asleep. Okay. We'll be back. <laughs> you won't notice. <laughs> so, does that make sense? It makes sense. The, the only thing that I'm not sure is if I would like a pop-up camper. Really? What, what are your fears? Okay, my parents had a camper for a little while. Really? And there were mice in it, and it smelled. You never told me this. Yeah, I don't know that they really ever used it much. Well, Yeah. But was, it was like a full-fledged camper. Cinderella's seamstresses were in there and making dresses. Were. I mean, that thing stunk. I remember seeing mice in it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. And, and, uh, we wouldn't have mice. And then the camper would like take up our garage, I think. Where would we put it? In the garage. Mm, yeah, see, our whole garage would be gone. Or I could park it somewhere. Mm, like where? They're, they have places. Oh, okay. And um, And I just... It seems really confining. I would be afraid that I'd be walking around trying to put the garbage out and it would pop up and scare me. <laughs> Bob up, can't forget it. <laughs> Boo. You're a dork. That's so funny. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> it deserves this. Yeah, it did. So, I don't know. I just, I, I used to love camping out when I was a kid. I started hating it 
when, when you lived in a camper? Yeah, no, but I'm talking about when I was a kid, you know, Boy Scouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved having camp stoves and cooking outdoors and the candied apples and especially sitting around a fire at night. What did you cook outdoors, just out of curiosity? Uh, oh, I, I don't remember much. Like, what would you cook, like, for dinner? I was, I was a big fan of going and getting dehydrated food. Uh-huh. And putting water in it and cooking oh, it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, a young man, you know, this, sure is, this, kids... is like, this is like stuff astronauts eat, you know? Yeah. And just add water. You can have some corn. Now, you hate we corn, should... but it's dehydrated. We yeah. should try that at home, though. It would save me a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but you would experiment, you know? You would, you would take some mm-hmm. things and, you know. But whatever. I don't know. Hot dogs, you know, hamburgers and, and steaks and, you know. Uh, stuff steaks on an open fire? No, we would have a camp stove. Oh, yeah, like okay. the miners used to have. <laughs> really, what miners at these? <laughs> Do you know how many times I've cooked outside? Um, one time today, and you burnt my hamburger. Yeah, I don't have a lot of luck with the old grill. I can do it. I would love to. Give me a chance. Just give me a chance. We could bring our grill to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Such a loser. <laughs> So there, here we are, guys. This is where our show comes to a screeching halt. We're no further ahead than we would be, but I think we did get something out of this. Is I think the trick is finding time, scheduling on the calendar. Once a quarter, at least, we get away for a long weekend. I think that's a good idea. And and do some things that are family-centered, uh, and but relaxing and activity-based at the same time. Meaning we play hard, but we also lounge around the pool one day or sleep in, you know, and drug the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, if you could teach those kids how to sleep in, mm. I'm all for that. They have Dude, not we've tried. ever slept in our whole lives. They've been up to three in the morning sometimes. Doing, they'll you know, be up at seven. Yeah, they're up. And they're miserable. But, oh, yeah. yeah. They're crying, which but, really but makes up. us happy. Makes no sense. I Man, when I was a kid, I could sleep until noon daily mm. if I wanted to. Ugh. All right, um, so that was our main topic. Again, we're begging you. What do you do for vacation? And if you live in the Florida, South Georgia area, give us some tips. We live in vacation central, and we don't know what to do. So We know what to do. We just can't agree. Yeah, I think we're just aging, and, and I'm getting there before you, and I'm sick of standing in lines. No, what I think is... What? Now's the time. I, I think, Lay it out. I think that you need to embrace Disney World. <laughs> It's our vacation destination. I have for 14, 15 years. We've not gone for 15 years. We've gone like five years. No, it's been more than that. We didn't even go anywhere last year. Yeah. Hallelujah. Anyway, I'm I'm going to do what I need to do as a husband. But I'm talking about if I need something that recharges me. I don't... If we can find like a camping spot that involves swimming and hiking and nature trails. Mm Mm-hmm. I could do that, but See? I just don't know that you would do any of the swimming, hiking, or nature I, trails. I, I'm telling you, that's that's what I'd be all about. Hmm. You get me away from the computer for a few hours, I'm going to be wanting to do something. That's true. That is a trick. But 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 not um, not running on the trails. Oh. Leisurely hiking, walking. Could looking. we go up a mountain? And I love antique malls. I hate antique malls. Oh, they give me the creeps. I can look for hours. 
because I, I want to find a Smurf class, you know, something I, like I don't, that. I, I have not. It's an like, old Alf puppet. I walk along those aisles and I think this is just a bunch of junk. I, a Star I wanna, Wars Let's figure go somewhere with new stuff. With the lightsaber shoved up his arm, mm. with the little tab, you know, that kind of stuff. A, yeah. a He-Man character with battle damage on his chest, you know. Those if the if there was a regular mall next to an antique mall, I think we could work something out. That doesn't but. exist. The only time you have an antique mall is when the mall's dying. Yeah, that's true. When the yeah. mall has died it's and they be put a, antiques It's going to be in. an Applebee's and an antique mall. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that will be left. Yeah, Golden Corral. We have some questions. Okay. You want to hear them? They're for us, not for you. I have to begin with a little bit of a backstory, says Jonathan. I was raised in a very strict conservative Baptist home. I was, uh, I'm talking no dancing. No pants on girls, no Christian rock. The ones you joke about. Now, we don't joke about those guys. Those guys are serious. That was worse than my mom. Not much, but pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, that's them. Um, And when I get into college, I was of the belief that only Baptists go to heaven. That's true, isn't it? That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, that's why we left. I figured that was our problem. Because I don't want to go to heaven with those guys. (laughs) No. I was Southern Baptist. and and, and, and They're they're not that strict. They're not that strict. They're just, you know, they're just Baptists. Anyway, anyway, he says, that's when I found inner varsity. To make a long story short, I left my parents' church, most of their disapproval, started going to a much more open church. It's been 11 years since then, and I've been having ongoing discussions with my parents on their opinion and what is biblical. Last month, I met a really sweet girl, started dating her. She agrees with me on pretty much everything. The issue is um, she goes to a non-denominational church, and I agree with their standards and doctrine. I've been to their services, really like it. They preach from the Word of God, even if it's not the translation my folks use. Yes, they're KJV only. Um, My question is this. If I get serious with this girl, how do I get my parents to accept her? She loves Christian rock, and I do too now. She wears pants. (gasps) She's godly. (gasps) But I'm afraid my parents won't like her because she isn't what they want me to marry. The thing is, I'm not that way anymore. How do I get them to understand it? Thanks, James and Jen. And that's from Jonathan. Jen, go ahead and get started. All right. I would say... um I don't know how how old is Jonathan. Did he and mention? Say, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm guessing um, he's college. at least college plus. Yeah, marry, marrying age. Um, I would say that while your parents' approval is nice, I think that you picking the right person for yourself is the most important. Yeah. And I I think that all, I think he knows that though. I think yeah. what he's asking is how does he get his parents' approval? How does he get him to accept it? So, so accept the wife. And my suggest, my thing there is you can't change their mind. They mm-hmm. think you're going to hell. They they yeah. love you, and they think you're dying and going to hell. So, And they're hoping that if you could marry somebody who believes as strongly as they do, then they it would turn you back to how they think right. you should but believe. But obviously you've attracted someone that is like you and, and, and reinforces your values and maybe even is stretching you a little more, and I think in the right direction personally. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with people's convictions, especially within the Christian faith. The problem I have is when they, they think – that everybody else is going to hell because of the non-essentials. Uh, there's essentials. Like, we believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for our sins. We're saved by grace through faith, blah, blah, blah. But then there's the non-essentials. Like, whether you drink real wine or grape juice, or whether you eat a piece of bread or a piece of styrofoam like we do mm-hmm. for communion and, and baptism and this, that, and the other. But these folks apparently are KJV only, which has never made sense to me. It's one of the most backwards... How, how Jesus spoke it and Paul wrote it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> the original Bible was not written in KJV. But somehow, magically, the English translation of the Bible 
Not the German, not the Chinese, not the Japanese. Everyone else is screwed except for <laughs> Southern America and their KJV. Forget the Greek and Hebrew uh, originals. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the problem I have with the KJV only. It's so dang focused on themselves that they, they can't even imagine. Anyway, you know, first you have to learn English and read my Bible and then you can get saved. Makes no sense. We're not saved by grace through the KJV. We're saved because of what Christ did for us. And I don't care what the language is of the Bible. There's nothing magic about the translation. Here's my word of advice. Read the one that works for you. The one that, because uh, they all say the same thing. They just say it different ways. The one you can read and understand, that's the one for you. And actually, I suggest reading multiple translations so you get a better idea because all of them are trying to find you know, uh, Hebrew and Greek words, each word can mean so many different things. And each uh, translation or uh, even uh, uh, paraphrase is going to try to attack that from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And so you can get a really balanced view when you when you read them all. Anyway, that being said, you're not going to change their minds. Um, but you can sit down and have a talk with them and say, hey, do you want to get to know my grandkids? Mm. You know, then, you know, you then I've got something that you want. Uh, the big thing is uh, you got two chances of having a great family. One of them you have no control over, and that's your folks. But the new family, you have all the control in the world. And speaking to someone that has an estranged relationship with multiple members of my family, um, and for that matter, my wife here, uh, we got few people we talk to, people we can't. And so what Jen and I have decided to do is we focus on the family we can control. And we put all our heart and our effort and our energy into the relationship with each other and the relationship with our children, making sure they are grown and raised right and that our faith is is duplicated in their life. Um, and whoever has the least amount of drama in our, fam- our extended family wins. Mm-hmm. Because if they can chill, then they get access to us and our kids. If uh, they want to be LBBs, living, breathing buttheads, then they get to go be that elsewhere. And... Another thing, um, one thing that that seems to come up is, you know, you you almost seem, the the person, the thing seems almost hesitant to do anything without the parent approval. Yeah. And um, that's culture he was raised in. There there comes a point, especially in your adult life, and it's it's a weird point because you, you don't feel any different as an adult really than you did as a teenager, where you've got to make your own decisions and you can't base everything you know your parents think on you because they don't have to marry that person yeah they don't have to live with that person they don't have to you know live their lives their you know the rest of their lives so there just comes a point where yes their opinion is important yes they are important people in your life but no their opinion should not dictate every decision you make i remember the magical day when my mother railed on me for something on the phone and usually I would be all offended because she didn't agree with me. She didn't see my side. And I, it was the magical day because I was able to hang up the phone and say, oh, and go on about my life. You know? Because mm-hmm. she was allowed to think whatever she wanted. And it didn't affect me. Yeah. Because I knew what I was doing. And she, she was wrong in this case. And, uh, you know, I went on about my business. You know, um, your parents will always be your mom and dad, uh, but they won't always be raising you and telling you what to do. The Bible even says, you know, man's going to leave his wife or leave his parents and cleave to his wife. Comes a time when you got to be a man. So I think you know all this. 
but you just needed to make sure. Um, you know, you can still be kind and respectful and honor them, and even to a certain extent their beliefs, being respectful of them. Um, but at the same time, that's the problem with those folks, though, is they want you to respect all their beliefs, but they can't extend that courtesy to you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, hey, James and Jen, I've been following your podcast for a really long time, and I really love the great work you're doing. Keep it up. I have, you, I have no idea how you guys pull it off, but you two come off as such a peaceful and blissful people. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. It, yeah. It does it all. Oh, if you only knew. No, Jen and I are, are above average. I will I will admit that. But Above average in our non-bliss. <laughs> <laughs> but conflict is a natural part of any deep relationship. The, if you don't fight, you're not in love. Mm-hmm. You know, even Jacob in the Bible wrestled with God, you know, yeah. all night. And uh, so I would argue that if you're not limping in your in your relationship, if you ain't had a few scraps, then you're not close enough. And uh, you know, we just celebrated 15 years last month. 15 years of bliss. Yes, bliss. <laughs> no, I got a friend that says uh, we've been married uh, 10 happy years. I said we had five not so happy years before that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, this is a, a hard one thing. And Jen and I have our struggles. I, I don't deal very well with stress. My stomach cramps. I get all upset. Jen doesn't deal with well when she doesn't have much to do. Like she likes to be busy all the flipping time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the point is not to it, it. Bliss is not you know something to be achieved in this life. I don't think. I think learning um, how to compensate for each other's uh, weaknesses and uh, and and using each of your strengths to benefit others is is part of the key. But anyway. Point is, here's my question. What can I do to boost my self-esteem and generally be happy and okay with the way I am? I've always been rather social and friendly, but a lot of times I only appear confident on the outside. I've always had self-esteem issues, and they seem to be due to many factors. I constantly compare myself with others and often feel discouraged. This seems to have lingered over me for most of my whole life, and thus I've developed a very hard shell and allow very few people to get too close. Lately, I've had an extra down and unhappy with myself, so I've uh, come to you for explicit answers. You two really seem to be happy and comfortable with who you are. I really hope both of you can give me some tips. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Thanks in advance. Annie. I'll start, but you've got the best answer for this one. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, and, and you can elaborate, it's the best way to cope with low self-esteem is to focus yourself on other people and to focus yourself on, on doing good things, on on serving people, on, you know, just life outside yourself. Because that's that's really the only way to deal with it. You're, you're mm-hmm. never, nobody, even like, you know, act, Actresses, movie stars, people who win great prizes, they might feel good about themselves temporarily, but everybody struggles with self-esteem, I would guess. Yeah. Everybody feels stupid or, you know, compares themselves to other people, you know. Well, imagine for a minute if you had great self-esteem. That would mean you're pretty conceited. You're a butthole, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) nobody likes you. Nobody has good self-esteem. Yeah. I think it's good to have bad self-esteem because Mm -hmm. it's what drives you to be a better person. Yeah. Every single day of your life, you ought to be working to be better. And the more you learn, usually the wise people say, the less I realize, or the more I realize I don't know. Um, But but Jen's right, absolutely, to get off of this cycle of self-evaluation and self-loathing is what we're dealing with here, not very much self-evaluation, is to focus on serving others. 
because there's always somebody out there that's got it better than you, sure. But I'm telling you, your 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 life situation is going to seem so much better if you go out and serve people that are worse off than you, because there are people out there that don't have homes, that don't have, that can't keep their own kids, that that uh, can't. They've made so many bad choices. They can't, you know. And then of course, there's people that haven't done anything wrong in their life, and they're living with debilitating diseases, and they need people like you to help them. So volunteer your time, get involved with the church and a ministry, or go out there and and you know go to the Salvation Army or the March of Dimes or whatever. Go run in a, a triathlon. Do something to get the attention off of you because self-esteem comes from being a good person from being a person that does good and uh and and i think self-esteem is the most bogus thing i understand what you're talking about i understand that you're feeling depressed and lonely part of that is going to be your age group you know you didn't feel like this when you're a kid you're you're growing up the weight of the world questions and answers and thoughts and feelings and emotions and blah 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 make sure you're sleeping enough um, make sure that that you're doing things that are that make sense and are helpful. Um, that's 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 the big thing. Um, now, from a spiritual sense, I would say uh, another thing is don't focus on what man says about you. Focus on what God says. God says that He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. He He created you. He knew you. He knitted you together in His in your mother's womb. That um, He sent Christ to die for you. And if you'd been the only one, He still would have come and died just for you. Uh, that that he he picked out the color of your eyes. I believe that he knits every single person together with a plan and a purpose. And um, and he he knew you and he loved you before you loved him. And he sent his son to die for you before, well before you were even born. Um, the God of the universe who created the the most beautiful mountain ranges, the most amazing fish, and the most beautiful flowers in the world says you are his masterpiece because he spoke all of these things into existence, but he shaped you together with his own hand and breathed his breath of life into your lungs. Um, that makes you really awesome. You're his masterpiece. The best thing he ever made was you. And when you operate with that concept, it brings humility, and which um, which is like a twin, a nasty evil twin of uh, or make make the uh, self low self esteem the evil twin. But I'm telling you, self esteem. The, the the reason why it's a crock is because to, to apparently to cure self esteem, you have to think you're awesome. But the true cure is to realize that you suck rocks, and that we are nothing. That we are that we need to die to ourselves and let go of the that I have a right to feel anything and then put in that place God and allow Him to tell you who you are to Him and He will lift you up. Uh, what they say, love uh, pride puffs up, but love builds up. And the thing about puffing something up versus building it up is puffed up is hollow inside. And that's what's that's the cure for self esteem supposedly is to puff you up, make tell you good things about yourself. Um, but when love builds you up, when God's love builds you up, He He creates in you a person that doesn't even think about those things. I mean, I have my bad days, Jen. You have your bad days when mm-hmm. you're like, "What am I doing with my life?" I have the best job in the world, and still sometimes you know it's hard to get up and go to work because you're like, "Who am I?" And, and eventually you come to the realization, "I'm nothing." Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a I'm a father, a husband, blah blah blah, and and I've got pressures and all this. But it's not in my strength that I do any of these things. It's it's in God's strength. So God, you know, I'm going to quit praying for you, God, to help me to make it through. 
um, and give me more strength. I'm going to start praying, God, you know, give me your strength. Help me to see things the way you see them. Um, he says you're his bride. He loves you, and he sacrificed his life for you. So, I don't know. I hope that helps. Um, if none of it does, then go get some pills. Nice, James. <laughs> <laughs> you can even explain what kind of pills. I know. I, you know go, go get mm-hmm. some doctor pills. Don't, don't start using drugs. Say no to yeah. drugs. All right. That's our show for this week. What do you think about it so far? I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, so I think my part is probably the best, but yeah. Okay, I, I just realized I don't have any outro music, so mm-hmm. what what should I do? Uh, sing about Disney and how much you love it. I'm not doing a <laughs> recap song. No, I don't want a recap song. I just wanted you to sing that particular thing. No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. Let me see what this is. Let me see if this is anything. Geek loves nerd. Oh. Nerd loves geek. Okay, that's our show. A little acoustic. Yeah. Not acoustic, but it's called acapella. Website is geeklovesnerd.com. You can check out all of the wonderful uh, podcasts at nlcast.com. And uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, questions to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. And uh, give us a call if you want to. 2095-NLCAST. This is beautiful. It's all me. (laughs) You're you're competing with yourself, getting louder. Love it. Podcast Come on, Jen, sing along. It's me too. Geek loves. No, you're not in there at all. I'm in there. You listen <laughs> yeah. real close. You can hear me singing. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, Jen. Goodbye. Nerd. Don't call me nerd. <laughs>